we've all been through craziness and i mean as much as i learned from 2020 uh, i'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021 <laughs> continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions, our inactions, our natural bias, or our own opinions. Instead of using the premise of right or wrong, we are all screwed. Welcome to the Not Never Podcast. All things entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it square in the ass with my beautiful co-host, my wife, Mrs. Brittany Rexis. Hey. Hey. Yeah, calling card. What up? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we haven't recorded a lot of these and we've been in like freaking 20 cities People keep asking us, like, when's the new episode? I'm like, fuck, like, we're working, like, 80-plus hours a week. I got Did home. You see bags under my eyes? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just grinding. Just, just, we're grinding. You know, yeah. I look, you know, you're starting to look my age. Um, <laughs> it's just bullshit. So we've had weddings out of state. We're working the third gym. We're looking, like, a week, maybe two. Just grinding until midnight, damn near half the week, on top of the stores. We have the Olympia next week. Just lots of crazy shit. So, um all good and positive and fun. A uh, few other announcements quick while I've got you all here because, well, I can. So I am guest speaking in a special event here in Omaha on October 14th. It is Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Alamo, Alamo Draft House Cinema on Westport Parkway in, in La Vista. Uh, starts at 7 p.m., goes to, I believe, 815, 830. Um, and basically, it's a... It's, uh, it's called The Unseen. It's a showing of a movie about the, you know, the documentary about the impact of COVID lockdown policies on American small business owners. It's not political, folks, at all, um, whatsoever, because it started with one administration, ended with another one party to another party. It, it doesn't matter. It's just about small business owners and the struggles we faced the last two years. After that is a guest speaker uh, uh, Q&A panel. So uh, myself, Cooper Shu, Tyler Kappel, Dr. Ben Tapper, myself, um, we're going to get a chance to do Q&A. And, and, and I, I reiterate it one more time. This is not political. Uh, my personal beliefs of politics is I hate all of them. And, and uh, you're going to get a real view of me. Like the thing about business owners is as entrepreneurs and business owners, like we get pulled away from the fray of bullshit of uh, people who pick red or blue because we have to deal with the green, the red and the black all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to profit and loss statements, it comes to, you know, making money, not making money, paying employees, dealing with the taxes, all this stuff. So you find the longer you're a business owner, the less and less you're inclined to follow any party in politics whatsoever, because you understand that th there's a difference between the rhetoric and bullshit, the difference between theory and applicability. Um, you know, where politicians theorize, business owners have to deal with the application, what actually is feasible and what's not, not hopes and dreams, but what pays the bills and puts food on the table. So, um, and obviously a lot of you guys know I'm, I'm, I'm fairly opinionated on this. Most of you guys know that I do not pick a political side either. Um, and, and I've, I'm fairly, fairly down the middle on a lot of things and, and you know, I'm, in that aspect that you're going to get a fresh dose of reality. And with us having, you know, locations and business across 20 some States, uh, with all of our companies from membership type businesses to retail locations, to wholesale distribution, ecom.com retail in person. Uh, we are a plethora of knowledge when it comes to that. And if you want to come ask questions, come ask questions. Um, and, you know, if you want to come bust my chops, come bust my chops. I really don't give a shit. So anyways, uh, a few weeks ago, we had a kind of a Q&A thing I put up on Instagram, which I thought I was going to record that week. And three <laughs> weeks later, so I've given a lot of thought. Actually, I hadn't had to find the damn picture. Um, people wanted some Q&A. Um, and so this will be a shorter podcast. We'll do some more full-length episodes once uh, we our time allows. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of wanted to let everyone know what's going on. So uh, the first one is... 
struggles you faced early on starting up your businesses? Money. <laughs> uh, Rexius, I was broke as shit. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't, know, I didn't have two pennies to scratch together. I just left a job making a lot of money, but I lost my ass in the housing crash. A lot of you guys know this story. Um, so much so that I was so broke and miserable, I figured I might as well be broke and happy. And, and it was just the right push that came out of the 09, 08, you know, Great Recession. Um, and I think the same thing is going to happen here. I'm already seeing it, actually. I've seen more franchise inquiries and owners and new store startups than I've ever seen in this short a period of time in my yeah. entire tenure of doing this. And so is Brittany. We've done a lot of business coaching through a lot of these folks uh, coming in, just wondering if it's the right time for them or not. Um, and that was the biggest thing was I couldn't get loans. Um, it was really hard to get family to invest or co-sign loans. In fact, they all told me no. Um, you know, just a different kind of mentality. And you know, if you don't come from an entrepreneurship, small business family, um, your folks aren't going to understand. Yeah. And uh, Mark Eldridge and I spoke about this a while back and he's like, yeah, he goes, it's a lot of times we're talking to franchisees, people who want loans and they're like, Hey, you need your parents to co-sign. And, oh, they're never going to do that. And and he, we always explain, no parent wants to. Ever. You just sometimes fucking have to because they're your kids. Yeah. And that's just is. But my parents were at the stage like, just said no. Um, so I had to go out and get investors to start and give up a large chunk of my company, which now 11 years later, I've bought back and I own 87% of it. But mm -hmm. for the longest time, I gave up a lot of ownership to see my dream through to fruition. And I knew I wanted it bad enough that I was willing to make that sacrifice. And granted, they made 10,000% return on their money. So um, it's a good bet. You know, with Iron Heaven Gems, it was, yeah, we could get the loans co-signed um, because I already had my first business. And that helped us get the leases and that helped us get the loan acquisition. But to get the money down, we ain't got it, folks. <laughs> uh, we have six kids. So, and, you know, uh, life is what it is. You know, fi complete financial reversals in your 30s and trying to do business in your mid late 30s, it's, you know, cash ain't there. So Brittany here cashed out her 401ks and went all in. I mean, a lot of you guys are, oh, my God, look, the stock market did. You could have made more. I get it. But that's letting a bunch of assholes on Wall Street decide your future. And if you like them, good for you. Um, we would rather have assets that we have our hands on. Yeah. Um, it, think of it this way. It's no different than owning a stock or owning a gold bar in your house. I personally feel more comfortable owning a gold bar. Some people feel more comfortable owning a stock. That's fine. The whole market can crash. I mean, the Dow has dropped a shitload this last week, and so has the NASDAQ, just because the fundamentals of the economy, in my opinion, are flawed. Uh, we printed more money in the last two years than we printed in the last 20, so it's fake cash. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. But, but, you know, we did the second gym. She cashed out her other retirement account. So we have no retirement accounts. What you have, when you go to Ironham Gym, that is a retirement <laughs> account. When you go into Rex that is it. That is it. But we've always said, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, who the fuck else is going to? So, yeah. I mean, literally, put your money where your mouth is. And it's, you know, you're willing to give up that car you have. Are you willing to, you know, live a little bit cheaper? Are you willing to, you know, scratch two pennies together to try to make it work? Yep. And we laugh. Like, we, we're, we're 40 years old. And by most measures, considered pretty damn successful. And we just bought our first brand new set of washer and dryer, <laughs> which is the kind of purchase that nobody ever wants to fucking make. You only make that purchase when their ones blow up. And ours weren't blown up, but we knew that they were, for a family of eight, on their last leg. And we'd rather, so we donated them to a, a needy yeah. family um, and went and bought our first brand new set. So like, we fucking arrived. Look at us, you know. Um, and... And for us, so that, that's the biggest thing. It's just the financing portion. And it's yeah. not going to be comfortable. And here's the thing that might piss some of you off. I don't want it comfortable. 
I don't want it comfortable because I don't need 9,000 competitors who don't have the same morals and value structure in my industry fucking it up. Um, who basically make it hard for me to get customers back into the business, whether that be gyms, like the other uh, gym company in town, we'll call them Nemesis, with their $350 termination fees, their sign your firstborn's life on with blood on the dotted line bullshit, uh, versus us that do business right, they don't have contracts, they don't require you to come in and bend over just to fucking cancel your contracts. Or, you know, the cheese dick, complete nutrition style, you know, I'm wearing a polo. Everybody's got the same, you know, bro shirt, bro angle, bro handshake, bro high five, bro backflip crap where you spend $400 for a weight loss system. And then I can't get somebody back into a real nutrition store for the next decade. So, you know, some fact is I don't want it easy. Two, we're living in the golden age of economics for, for entrepreneurs. It's become a hashtag worthy thing to throw on your Instagram profile. And in there, and 95% of y'all are fake to be hundred percent. Like if you, if you have a side business right now in the sense, 2000, say 12 into now prior to COVID, right? Let's say the last eight, nine years, and you aren't making money or at least making a good living or being successful, whatever that business is, you have no business in, in business and get out now because it's a, as we're finding out now with the shipping delay times, the inflationary rate, the world supply, uh, supply and demand chain issues, you don't have the backbone to make it work. To be honest with you, not, not like in a, um, egotistical way, just being like, if you can't make it work now, if you don't have that kind of drive in your spine yeah. to figure out how to make it work now in the golden age of entrepreneurship, then you're not. And I think a lot of that comes down to being honest with yourself. You need to self-identify. Some people are a great number two, a great number four, a great number 10 in a company, but I want to be my own boss. Why do you want to be your own boss? Because you want to be lazy? Because you don't want to clean stuff up? Because you want to do whatever the fuck you want? Or because you're that kind of person that is uh, dedicated to driving a vision and, and building a legacy based on your work ethic? There's a massive difference. I don't fault anybody for not wanting to have a boss, for wanting to do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want every day. I'm just saying that if some of you have been able to skate by on the fact that the economy has been insane and we printed a shitload of money, that's going to end very, very quickly here. So you need to self-identify. Uh, um, uh, Gary Vee, I think I, her and I were talking about this, and he, he did a symposium and I, I was listening to it and he goes, how many of you would have liked to have been the 27th employee at Facebook who identified themselves as a, as a number 27 in a company was like, well, no, like, why not? That dude's a multi, multi-millionaire because mm -hmm. they got stock options I went in the company and he's worth probably $100 million. Now, 27 doesn't sound so bad, does it? And I think that's the thing is having self-identification um, yeah. and being uh, you know, self-aware and, and self-evaluating. So anyways, that's a long, long answer to, to a question, but you know, it, it's one, identifying if this is really your thing. Do you have the passion? Here's the thing. If you have that gut-wrenching feeling in your stomach that you're scared shitless, Good. Everybody should have that. If yeah. you don't have that, you're a fool or you're shopping with mommy and daddy's money. But the biggest thing is just get financing and just having to make it work. Nice thing is for us, like with Rexius, it's such a low cost startup. You can start a Rexius for less than what it costs for a new truck. No shit. Trust me, I've been shopping for new trucks. Um, <laughs> and, and that gives you that. A lot of people will start Rexius because they want to start a gym. We can have a company. You know, we've had that conversation a lot. Well, Rexius yeah. is retail. Income, gyms are a lot more expensive, so it helps you co-sign that loan and have cash flow income coming in. So that's why. Um, what motivates you to push through times, tough times in your business? The fact that I am not a good number two, number four, <laughs> number 10, uh, I honestly, legacy motivates me more than anything. My kids, my wife, my grandkids, 
that I have someday, my great grandkids, what do they say about me four generations from now? That's what motivates me. That and um, knowing that we have multiple families that rely on us to kind of push through and make a way through the hard times because their families rely on a paycheck from us. And that is another part of it that, that helps push through. Yeah, absolutely. It's it just it, the motivation comes from our faith and our mm-hmm. family more than anything. And I think especially after 40, you have a tendency to get to a, a space in your life where you start to give a shit so much what other people think and more about, you know, what do my kids think of me? What does my creator think of me? And that that's what pushes me through. I, think, yeah. I believe the challenges that are placed in front of me are test um, of gratitude for where I've been able to get. And it makes sharpens me for what comes next. So there are opportunities. Yes. Um, aside from a plan and passion, what does it take? What does one need to start their own business? Balls. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like it's not going to go well. Everything will go wrong. Your plan will not work. How can you adjust on the fly? And yeah. if you're saying, I'm three months in, I have no money, I've got a kid to feed, I guess I will get a job. Well, then you're not built for this. Yeah. Plan on working 80 hours a week, family or not. It's not fair. Nobody said it was. Um, we work all the time. Now, I still do my damnedest to get to everything I possibly can of my kids. It takes a division of, of, of labor here. Yeah. Um, and if you're on your own, then you just got to figure it the fuck out. You got to find out if you have a friend. Who's your core group? Who's your five people? We've talked about this before. The five closest people that will not call, will not pull any bullshit, will not pull any punches either, and will they help you in this process of managing your family and your finances to get you to this goal? If you have a support group, that's what it's going to take more than anything. Yeah. So, um, you know, not to go too long, but uh, anyways, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Like, you know, if you have these kind of questions, come in. Some of the new things we're going to be doing is. Uh, business consulting, which we do all the time, but you know, bring in your business plan. This is going to be a new uh, thing for the podcast, actually, and um, where you, you bring your business in. Maybe it's existing, and you want to come in and ask questions. You want us to critique where you're at, help you get to the next level. Maybe it's a new business. Come in, and I'll be honest with you. Like I have people come in here to want to start at a gym, talked them out of it, yeah, because we knew it was it was it wasn't right. They would have got their ass kicked. They like the envision of a gym, not the actual time that's dedicated and required to do it. Yeah. Um, people realize we didn't pay out a dime from Iron Heaven for over three years. We just actually were like, we were lying to credit, and so was Nick and Danny, and we I think we were like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in the old Rexius Langer Light and Credit funds, just to keep because we also had other sources of income that allowed us to do things to piss off our competitors. So, anyways, well, thank you for watching the Hour Number Podcast. Uh, again, email in your questions. Uh, DM in your questions and uh, and if you guys are wanting consulting on your businesses want to pop on a po- on an episode then uh, shoot us a message we'd love to have you thanks guys talk fast <laughs> you always talk fast you can't you can't tell a thoroughbred not to run boo I'm a thoroughbred I'm in my prime so I come to the bedroom yeah Ooh. yes